Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. So, welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, guys. We are going to have a fun show today. We get a crap ton of emails from people that want to know more about investing in real estate. And it's one of the little segments of the market that, to be honest with you, Julie and I don't talk about a lot intentionally. And the reason we don't is because most you guys are our agents. That's our audience. But we get a ton of people that were, are, want us to get into the uh, business of selling to folks that want to be investors um, the information how to do that. And it's not a business I like. It's not an industry segment that I really want to be part of just because there's, frankly, so many grease balls in that segment. Um, so this show today and maybe tomorrow isn't about teaching civilians, right? <laughs> you guys aren't civilians. You have licenses. But it isn't about teaching civilians how to invest and make a billion dollars and how to flip houses. No. This is a very tactical and practical show about how you guys can buy rental properties. And we're going to tell you all of our personal – well, not all of it, but we're going to tell you our personal information as far as where we're buying real estate. And we're going to tell you how we decide where we're going to buy real estate. And we're going to drill down on the math of it. And what and the thing is, this Julie and I's investment plan is not sexy. It's not something you're going to be able to hear about on some infomercial. It is very, frankly, old-school, um, methodical – and boring, but it works. And we're going to tell you how, exactly how to do it. I, you know, there it is. So, Julie, before we get to point number one, I believe you have a lot of folks you'd like to recognize, members and such, and folks that continue mm-hmm. to make our book a five-star rated book on Amazon. Yes, perfect. So, from our private Facebook page for our Premier Coaching members, Vivica, I don't know if it's Valley or Vale. But she knows. Sorry if I kill your names. I never mean to. Uh, Vivica writes, happy Tuesday. Made this a while back. She posted a great little um, picture of the mantra FOCUS, which uh, stands for follow one course until it's successful. Made this picture for myself back when I heard Julie Harris use it on a coaching call. Now it's one of my favorite mantras and chapter in the Harris Rules book. Thanks, Julie. Picked up another listing. And she says, Sharpie clothes junkie worked for her, and another buyer. And of course, working on my BPOs, I'm down to under an hour with BPOs. So Vivica is a great example of someone who is following one course until successful. She's been coachable, and now she's getting the rewards for what she's doing. She took a listing, got a new buyer, and is working BPOs. So she is following the model of having multiple spokes and being coachable, staying focused. So I wanted to give her a shout out. And then Janice Stevens writes... I would not have believed it. After much research and hesitation, I called my first unrepresented sellers, otherwise known as FISBOs today. Three calls so far I had to stop and share. One phone not working, one long conversation and sending information, and one appointment. Dropping off the pre-listing package today, still working on delivering a smooth script, but Tim and Julie were right. But they've never heard that one before. Just do it. <laughs> so nice job, Janice Stevens. And you know, it's funny, Tim, I seem to read one of these, like either FISBOs or expireds, called three set an appointment, called three set of two appointments, practically once a week, maybe more, because I don't read all of them. But it just goes to show you know, you go back to those things because they work and because the ratios are so low. Three contacts, one appointment, probably one listing. You know, I don't know why more people don't do that every day, just saying. 
Okay, but good job for her. And then a lot of our clients are checking on each other through this whole hurricane action and that kind of stuff. Uh, there are several referrals for agents needed in Florida right now. So make sure you guys who are coaching members check out the Facebook page. And then if you want to do a few book reviews, Tim, I'm game for that too. You can read them. Go ahead. I'm answering right. questions. Perfect. Guys, some of you guys know yep. some of you guys know this, but we get uh and I'm I don't wanna well, okay, so we're gonna probably be broadcasting live on our private Facebook page. Uh hopefully if it's not a big deal to do it starting in the next week or so. And then when we're going to do that, we're going to be able to respond to your question. Well, I'm not saying we will respond, but we will have the ability to respond to your questions live during the show. Um, so some of you guys know how to chat me, and you guys are chatting me. So I'm, you know, during our show, I will answer questions that's relevant to our topic. Um, so just FYI, that's actually what I'm doing right now, Julie. So if you can just, if you want to grab some of the latest Sorry. reviews, that would be wonderful. Yes. All right. So again, this is about Harris Rules, our book that you can purchase on Amazon for just 99 cents for another week or so. If you're an Amazon Prime member, it's free to you. You can download it, print it out, but most importantly, use it and implement it. So from longtime listener and coaching client, Don Sherwood, thank you for your review, Don. Harris Rules opens your mind to consider what is possible. It helps you reset your mindset. Are, uh, set smart goals, plot a specific realistic course of action for success, and avoid what work habits cause success to be elusive. I'm rebooting my real estate business after a long semi-retirement. Haven't finished the book yet, but so far, very beneficial. So thank you for that, Don. And a quick one. Uh, some of these have names, some of them don't. Somebody posted, have learned so much from Tim and Julie. Great book. Thank you. And here's one. This book is amazing. You can't afford not to have it. It's the greatest opportunity to learn how to make a difference in the lives of others, providing an excellent customer service experience. So thank you guys for getting it and understanding um, you know, what it's about and applying it and setting the example and setting the tone out there in the marketplace that you guys get it, that you follow these rules for success, not just for yourself, but what somebody posted in their review so that you can be a service to others. So set the example. And I'm ready had, for our show yeah, right now. I had Go some ahead. Chats. I just had a couple of you guys chat me asking about the mastermind. So um, Julie and I have formulated the plan, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to start it in the next uh, 10 business days. Everyone who's purchased the book, and we again, I, this wasn't a requirement, but everyone who's purchased the book has given us a five-star review so far, so we'd certainly appreciate it if you purchased it to do review the book. Help, help us to get over 100. We're really close now, um, and that would certainly be fantastic. So for everyone who's purchased the book, whether you've left us a review or not, and there's you know thousands of you that have, um, we're going to be doing this mastermind, and the mastermind is going to start in the next 10 business days, and here's what it's going to be. It's going to cost you nothing. Okay, it's going to be Julie and I doing this live. We're going to do this once a week for the next three days, or next three days, next three months. And what we're going to do is we're going to use the real estate treasure map, and we're going to use a couple of our other existing systems. The whole point of this mastermind, well, really, what is going to be your point of attending this mastermind is going to be 100% lock it in for next year. We know, longtime listeners know, coaching clients know that your 2018 has already started. Your, your next year starts about the fourth quarter of the previous year. So that's what we're going to be focusing on. We don't want you guys to you know, roll out of 2017 in a whimper hoping that somehow you can basically regain your momentum in 2018. If you act that way, as most agents do, you pretty much screw yourself for the first quarter and you don't start making paychecks until May or June. We want to end that cycle for you guys. And the only way for you to do it is to learn to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. 
and you have to do that fourth quarter as in the next you know three and a half months and when you do that you're gonna have a fantastic start to your business it's going to be intense there's going to be accountability, and, and I'm working on this too. If any of you guys have ideas how I can pull this off, let me know. I was thinking about, and Julie, I hadn't told you this yet, <laughs> so if you hate this idea, just tell me. I love that. I was thinking I about love your radio reveals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I know it's funny the things I forget to tell you. Maybe it's the ones the things that I know you won't like, but if I announce it publicly, you'll have to act like you like it. it. Yeah, it must be it. So what I was thinking about doing is basically having an accountability system in place that's going to make it so that everyone who's in the mastermind has to basically be on the private Facebook page every single day, and they then have to pay, uh, post their daily update using Instagram or using Snapchat. And then I think Instagram is owned by Facebook, and so it would be an app that would be on your phone. You just basically click it, and you just leave a, you know do a quick video of basically what you did that day and what you're going to do the next day. And it then gets posted and shared with everybody else in the mastermind. No, look, there's no doubt that when you publicly post your goals like that with your intentions like that, and then you see other people are paying attention and reinforcing what you're doing, you're more likely to accomplish the goal. What we have to do this time of year is, co hey, guess what, guys? Me and Julie, too. You know, everyone who works for us as well, everyone fights against the momentum, you know, the lazy momentum that kicks in towards the end of the year. Everybody starts to sort of emotionally give up on having this be their best year ever. They just sort of emotionally start saying, oh, screw it, I'll just worry about it next year. And you'll see in your brokerages, in your offices, in your everywhere, that agents really unplug at the end of October. Halloween rolls around, that's the official end of real estate season for most of you. Well, that's what losers do, and I don't want you guys to be losers, and so this mastermind is going to be maximum accountability that you'll allow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it's going to be intense. So that is the mastermind. That is the premise of it. It's going to cost you nothing. All you had to have done is bought the book, which you guys know while well, it's in pre-marketing, which through the 15th of this month, it's only 99 cents. Get a Kindle version, and please do leave us a review. So there you go. And, uh, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing if I can get the Instagram thing to work like I think it will. Because if it will, that will just be awesome because there will be literally potentially you know, hundreds of you because I'm not – I'm not, uh, you know, even though there's thousands of books sold, I know that not all of you guys will want that kind of accountability, but I assume hundreds of you will. But if we can get at least half of you guys participating with the daily reports as far as what you're accomplishing, what we could create going into next year for, for all of you guys could be ma magnificent. I mean, it could be something truly miraculous. Um, in terms of the number of people that would have incredible momentum and the amount of folks you guys would be helping and the money uh, you know you guys could be making. So that's exciting to me. All right, that's it. That's all I have to say, Julie. So here's where we're buying rentals. I'm gonna, I'll am i just read first point, okay, Julie? Sure. Jules. Okay, so here's where Julie and I are buying rentals. And I can, and I will break it down as to why we're buying these and where we're buying these areas. So right, guys, write this down, and when you guys email us from now on, and you call us, and you chat us, and you Facebook us, and you're asking where we're buying rentals, I'm just going to send you a link to this show, okay? All right, so we are buying where the big guys are buying. And by the big guys, I mean the big, huge you know, investment companies that are buying re uh, homes for retail. I'll get to that in a second. But the cities where you want to be looking, actually, Julie, I'm going to skip the, Well, I'll read the states first. Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, okay, there's an interesting uh, Idaho, rather, Illinois, Indiana, Texas, uh, Mississippi, North Carolina, Nevada, and Tennessee. The specific cities where we're buying real estate. Atlanta, Charlotte, just closed on one there uh, last month, Julie. Dallas, mm -hmm. 
Houston, not Houston right now after the storm, but Houston. Indianapolis, definitely an area Julia and I want to be buying more in. Jacksonville, Las Vegas, Phoenix. Phoenix is getting a little expensive, but Phoenix, Nashville, fantastic area to be buying in, and in Orlando. So those are the specific cities that we're buying and well, we're looking to purchase investment properties in. Okay, So I'll say that again because I know you guys are going to ask for it again. The cities where you need to be looking, Atlanta, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas, Indianapolis, Indiana, Jacksonville, Florida, Las Vegas, um, Nevada, Phoenix, Arizona, Nashville, Tennessee, Orlando, Florida, those markets. You guys with me? Now, who's buying in those areas? Everybody's buying. Um, and so you're, looking, you're going to be competing with mom-and-pop investors, and you're going to be competing with big investment companies. So I'm going to give you guys a real-world example. Um, I, well, actually, I won't. I'm not going to use their names because I don't have permission. In North Carolina and in Indianapolis, Indiana, I have two personal coaching clients, and they, on a routine basis, when they put a house for sale that's really 250 or less in either one of these markets, one of the first and best offers, all-cash offers they get, are not from the mom-and-pops, are not from a first-time buyer, are not from any traditional-type buyer, but they're from Wall Street-moneyed institutional uh, companies. And here's the paradigm shift I want you guys to have. I'm, I'm going to say what I just said again, but I'm going to give you more clarity. They are paying retail or over-retail for these houses. They're not buying crap. You guys still, some of you, when you hear the stories of these institutional investors, your minds are stuck 10 years ago, and you're just thinking in terms of purchasing uh, REO and distressed properties. These guys are avoiding distressed properties, avoiding the, the stuff in the marginal areas, avoiding the stuff in the being gentrified areas or the up-and-coming areas or the someday when pigs fly will be a nice area to live areas. Right, and the ignore the hypodermic needles. It's okay anyway for your kids to play on the streets areas. They're not buying in areas like that. They're buying in the already established, good school district, you know, safe, boring areas. That is our investment thesis, and that's been Julie and I's investment thesis for the past 20 years. Now, here's an interesting little funny little tidbit for all of you guys. So I did say, so you're clear. All these guys are paying full list or over list to purchase these houses. They are kicking the ass of the local, you know, indigenous population of normal buyers. So here's what's fascinating. And then Julian, I'm, I'm sorry for, you know, I think I no, just covered fine. more than one of your points. So, so here's what's fascinating. When Julie and I started purchasing real estate, was, and this was, you know, Julie and I have been married 26 years the 15th of this month. Three days, Julie, we've been married 26 years. Right. And so Julie and I have got married when we were still in college. We got married when we were 20 and 21. We started basically in real estate when we were 22 and 23, right? So, you know, we bought our first house. We started investing, all that type of thing way back then. And we also were starting to basically put our retirement accounts together. You know, our first year in real estate, we earned hundreds of thousands of dollars. Everyone said start retirement accounts, whatever. So we did that. And I remember very clearly every place we went to talk to about setting up investment accounts, because I didn't know jack about it then, they all said, you don't want to buy real estate. Oh, buying real estate, it's a crappy investment. And they had all these fancy reports and all this, uh, this, this nerd ball bullshit trying to explain and talk me out of buying rentals. They knew I was in the business. And I thought, and I trusted them, to be honest with you. For the most part, I trusted these guys. Well, these guys must be, yeah, shit, they're smarter than me. It, I mean, you know, when E.F. Hutton speaks, everyone listens. Of course, I just dated myself, and you guys who are younger than about 35 I have no idea what that commercial is, but whatever. The older ones of us got a little chuckle out of that. 
So, guys, look, the fact is, is that Wall Street was actively had an act, a campaign, was actively teaching their investment advisors and their stockbrokers, which they are, to basically try to do everything and anything to talk individuals out of buying real estate. Why? Because of the fact that real estate was a, comp, a competitive product for whatever commission security product they were trying to sell you. That's it. Now, here's Julie and I bought it anyway. We bought real estate anyway. But here's the funny thing. Now, what? And, and, look, and when you read investment books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you listen to things nowadays, what are they all telling you to buy? You buy multifamilies. You buy four families. You buy six families. You try to buy apartment complexes. You try to buy all this shit. No, I don't want any of you guys doing that. 99% of you listening right now, and we have 100,000 regular listens, you guys are going to be way better off if you buy boring old single-family houses like Julie and I have been doing for the past 20 years. And I'm going to tell you why. And I want you never to forget what I'm telling you because I have yet to see or hear anybody else say this other than Julie and I. I apologize if I sound braggadocious. It's not my point. I'm just trying to be really direct with you guys so you don't have to learn this lesson on your own. Okay, so listen. Here's a simple fact. Doubles, four families, six families, apartment complexes have higher turnover, way harder to rent, and generally speaking, their value is based purely on the multiple of rents or some, you know, essentially they, they're figured like an investment would be. Whereas single family houses are easier to rent, the tenants stay longer, they're in generally better areas for appreciation, and, uh, though appreciation shouldn't really figure into your thesis when you're investing. But when you look at multiple, multiple, I mean, Julie and I have one double, right? And the double has commercial property across the street. But this double is probably nicer overall condition-wise than the single-family houses that we have. But the single-family houses rent out in like a day with four competing offers, You're like really people trying to compete for them, and the double sits on the market for two months. Because people, this doubles, multifamilies typically are in less, they're near busy roads, they're near commercial properties, they're near backing up to Walmarts, they're places that most people would choose not to live if given the option of living in a single-family house. Right, But every single investment book I've ever read is always telling me to buy multifamilies, and I get the reason why. It's easier to make cash flow from them, but the flip side to that is all the things I've just shared with you. Not to mention the fact that it's difficult to get things like American Home Shield warranty. It's difficult to get insurance. difficult to – this the whole thing. When you start meandering into multifamilies, it's more difficult to get tenants, to keep tenants, to finance them. You know, you guys will when you if you finance your rentals, you're going to have harder time when you try to get into multifamilies to get mortgages. So look, do what the banks are doing. By the way, what the banks have probably always been doing, they've just been telling us that they haven't. And invest in the single-family homes. Um, I mean, I can talk about this forever, but that's all Julie and I have is boring single-family houses. We do not buy expensive single-family houses. And all these markets, here's what they're looking for. Okay, point number four. What are they buying? They're getting, uh, are they getting deals? No, they're not getting deals. They're buying, on average, uh, 2,000 square foot homes that are uh, ranging in rent from 1,500 to 2,000 a month. They're not buying distressed. They're not buying retail, uh, rehabs. They're buying, and generally speaking, they might put carpet and paint in them, and that's all. But when they buy a house for retail, it's almost always in really good condition, so they're not even having to do any rehab whatsoever. Now, some of you are saying, well, Tim, why are they buying these? I'll tell you why they're buying these. They're buying them to keep them because they're getting usually around 8% cash-on-cash return. And we're going to talk about that more in a second. So that's why. They're not flipping them. 
They're not planning on basically, you know, they're not doing any of these types of things that all these get-rich-quick books are telling you about. They're buying these, and they're holding them, and that's what I want you guys to do. I want you to copy what these huge billionaire investors are doing. BlackRock is the largest single-property investor. They own more single-family homes than anybody else in the world. And they're holding them and they're renting them. And they're not the only one. There's droves of them that are doing that. Progress Rent is another one. Or is it Rent Progress? I always get that confused. American Homes for Rent. These are all big uh, venture-backed, hedge fund-backed companies that are purchasing properties to buy and hold. Are you guys with me on this? So, Julie, let me uh, top off my coffee and you can get to the next point. You got it. Okay. So how do I become comfortable? This is the, the question that usually is generated by this discussion, right? get this on coaching calls a lot. How do I then become comfortable buying, owning, managing property outside of my own market? Think of all of our listeners who are in expensive markets where they can't make the money work for them. Well, we're going to go through some bullet points on that. How do you become comfortable if you can't just pop by and check on your tenants? Well, agent relationships. You guys are part of a vast network of the top agents in the country through your colleagues on the podcast and certainly our premier coaching members. So agent relationships to check pricing, write offers, uh, make sure you're using correct legal documents for those states and regions, but only pay a transaction fee. Just because you're writing the contract through them doesn't mean that you're paying the full commission. You find the property or maybe they bring it to you. There's lots of different ways to do the transaction. You can have a referral fee back to yourself. Um, depends on the numbers and how you want to structure that. But it's not hard to find decent agents through us, by the way. Okay. Well, so let's, what let's, about, let's, let's, yeah. let, listen, let's level off there. Yeah. Julie and I do not have active real estate licenses. Okay. We let them expire. Um, so when we get leads, we always refer them off to our coaching clients. That's, I think, you know, back when we had active licenses and a lead would come our way and, you know, it'd be kind of tempted to even if we we're coaching and the whole thing was just felt like a conflict. So we gave up the licenses. So when we buy something, what we do, being honest, is we'll um, go directly to the listing agent. We do not ask them for a uh, kickback. We do not ask them for any kind of money because I don't really care. If the numbers make sense, I don't care what the listing agent is making off us. They can be charging a billion percent. I could care less as long as the uh, math pens out. Some of you guys get stuck on this whole like sure. monetization of buying rental properties. Who cares as long as the numbers make sense? Right? Even if you end up buying a rental property from some local agent that you hate in your marketplace and he's going to make a commission off you, let him make the commission. Right? And, and so, again, we're going to talk about the math and we're going to talk about how to create your down payment using commissions in a second. Julie? Yes. So, what about repairs? I mean, some of you guys are really actively managing what you have, and obviously, the more you have, the harder that gets. Well, we recommend, we use, and there's lots of different home warranty companies. I know you guys have different ones that you like, and that's fine, but we use American Home Shield. And, you know, I've wavered in the past on this, and when I have to renew all of our properties at the same time, and I have to spend all that money, and I, I always kind of second guess it. And then, you know, I was talking to several other property managers who do this solely for a living, you know, not in addition like we are, but they said, look at it this way. The average tenant Wait, Jill, you on a – you, you, yeah. you skipped a step, okay? So, look, one of the biggest reasons that you guys don't buy rental properties if you, and you don't buy them local and you don't buy them out of state is you live in fear of basically when something breaks. And that's the big excuse why you guys don't oh buy God, properties. Yes, exactly. And so what Julie's telling you, what we do, what Bajor investors do, is they put American Home Shield warranties on all the properties that they buy. AHS on a single-family house costs 425 bucks, right, Julie, or 450 
on, I mean, 30, on average, 30 to 35 bucks a month, so whatever that okay, ends up so being. I think that's called about $400 right. a year. Yeah. And they cover everything that could break in the house. Air conditioners, furnaces, uh, electrical, appliances, hot water plumbing. tanks, jacuzzis, plumbing, everything. So whatever major stuff. It's pretty much everything that, except structural, which your homeowner's insurance covers you on. That's right. So, well, let's pivot then. All right, so your other big fear is, okay, what happens if all this crap breaks on you don't have the cash for it? I just told you. Put American Home Shield warranty on it. The deductible is 125 bucks, and all that crap's covered. Okay, now your another big fear is, oh, my God, Tim, I've heard horror stories about people buying, rent, or buying rentals and, and you know, out of state, and the tenant trashes it, and worst-case scenario happens. Well, guess what? We just told you how to have AHS to mitigate the unexpected. Now, here's the other thing. You're going to probably, well, you're you're definitely going to have to have some kind of homeowner's insurance policy just like you do now. Some homeowner's insurance policies have riders on them if the property is rented, and they cover you, get this, if the property is trashed by a tenant, which, by the way, we've never had that happen. Never had a trash tenant or a tenant trash any of our properties. We've had them leave them in rough shape, but we've never had anyone that's like completely garbaged it because we don't buy houses in marginal areas. Remember back to the point number one that we just told you. So when you buy good properties in good areas, you're going to get good tenants. So, um, what, but we did have had, and our properties in Ohio, we have had hailstorms go through Ohio. Julie and I love a good hailstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because when you have a hailstorm, not hail just an storm, okay hailstorm, an honest to God pelting, that's good for right. rentals. It don't. I mean, little little one inch round pellets of hail happens that's all the enough. time in the Midwest. Some some of you guys in the country have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like if your ice maker on your freezer basically just decided to dump out from the sky. <laughs> that's what hail is. <laughs> exactly. Well, it only happens, generally speaking, hailstorms will happen for like one or two minutes. But whoo mm -hmm. guess what? You get new roofs when that happens. So if you have rental properties and there's been a hailstorm in your market in the past 12 months, I strongly encourage you, or even your own home, to call up your home warranty company. Or I'm sorry, to call up your local roofer and tell them you suspect you have hail damage. And I pretty much guarantee you have hail damage, and I pretty much guarantee you the roofer will find it, and then you get a new roof. So Julie and I have been able to get new roofs on our houses that have had hailstorms which is virtually every market we're in on a regular basis. So there's one way to legitimately – Which is, by legally, the way, totally legit for those of you guys who think right. that, that there's something wrong with that. That's normal. What right. happens is the insurance companies draw a map based on where the hailstorm hit, and if you fall within that map, and the roofers have that map when they come out to do the estimate, then it's covered, and it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's and they, ways to deal with all that stuff. Right, but they, they're not going to come out and tell you, right? The insurance company's not going to say, hey, there was a hailstorm on your rentals. door knock you. By the way, no. we probably owe you a new roof. They're not going to tell you. You just have to know this. But now let's – so you're going to have a home warranty on this, not the home – a normal homeowner's policy. So you have American Home Shield. Now you're going to have a normal homeowner's policy. The normal homeowner's policy is going to cover if the tenant trashes the property. Any damage that happens that's not covered by AHS will be covered by the homeowner's policy. And a lot of policies out there will even cover the lost rent for 60 to 90 days. I heard of one, though I don't have it because Julie and I don't have mortgages on ours, that covers you for a six missed payments. Tenant goes in, trashes your property. You call up your home warrant, your state farm, whoever. I had a tenant trash my property. And then what they do is they'll then um, basically they'll pay to have the uh, property rehabbed. And while the property is being rehabbed, they are going to cover your lost uh, rent. You guys get me on this? So all the fears that you have, 
about owning rental properties can be mitigated if you do it like the big boys do it, if you do it on a professional basis, if you know how the game is won, not just played. And that's what we're going to be telling you more about tomorrow. Tomorrow when we get in, uh, when we pick up where we left off yesterday, or yesterday, listen to me, when we pick up where we left off today, we're going to tell you more about uh, the math. We're going to tell you about how to come up with down payments if you're going to be mortgaging these. We're going to tell you how to create the down payments, create all the down payment so you guys don't actually, in many cases, don't actually have to save. You can literally go out there and do a deal today. We're going to tell you how to get the mortgage. We're going to tell you about what's required to get the mortgage. We're going to tell you about the types of mortgages. We're going to walk you through all the financial aspects of this. One of the founding principles, as you guys know, of our coaching organization is one of the four is that we want you guys to be rich. And rich is where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. And the only way to do that is you have to, pull, you have to be making a very nice profit out of your real estate practice. And with that profit, we strongly encourage you to invest in rental properties, right? And that's what we're going to be picking up on tomorrow, telling you exactly how to implement that plan. If you guys need me for anything else, send me an email at Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And also, in the meantime, please do go buy the book. We'd really appreciate it if you give us a great review. Just go to Amazon.com and put in Harris Rules. You'll find the book. There's almost 100 great reviews there. Um, try to better the best <laughs> review uh, just for fun. And uh, if you guys need us for anything, um, we will pick up where we left off today, tomorrow. If you need us for anything, please absolutely positively uh, feel free to email us anytime for anything, whether you're a coaching member or not. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.